With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Join us in Hanobi, Oklahoma on October 3rd and 4th for the second annual Hanobi Bigfoot Conference. Sponsored by the Tallahena Chamber of Commerce and hosted by the Mid-America Bigfoot Research Center, this year's conference is headlined by Dr. Jeff Meldrum. Also check out all the activities put on by the MABRC to include track casting, presentations on how to do your own research, and also see the MABRC research trailers in person. MABRC researchers will also be on hand to meet and greet the public and talk about their favorite subject, Bigfoot. Remember folks, October 3rd and 4th at Hanobi, Oklahoma. Thank you. Welcome to another edition of the Bigfoot Field Guide Radio Show, where the best researchers in the Bigfoot research community discuss their research, findings, and more. Sponsored by the Mid-America Bigfoot Research Center, where researchers think outside the box and leading the way with groundbreaking research into the Bigfoot phenomenon. And now our host, MABRC Senior Field Researchers, DW Darkwing LH Lee and Randy Driver Operator Harrington. Welcome to this special edition of the Bigfoot Field Guide Radio Show. I'm D.W. Darkwing L.H. Lee, and unfortunately, my co-host, Randy Driver Operator Harrington, won't be with us tonight. Tonight's episode is about a witness interview done by Jeff J. Sooner Stevens, an MABRC researcher of a witness in Oklahoma named Glenn Hyder. Jeff is actually a transplanted Sooner in Texas right now, and of course, most of the members that are in the MABRC and in Oklahoma, we won't hold that against him uh, as long as he's sitting on the right side of the Oklahoma-Texas football game. Uh, Jeff has actually brought a lot to the MABRC organization, and we're very glad to have him with us. And of course, uh, my thanks go out to Glenn Hyder for allowing us to put this on the BFG radio show. Without his permission, this wouldn't have been possible. Uh, So right now, let's take a little listen to Jeff as he interviews Glenn as they're driving down the road. Jeff Stevens, MABRC researcher, going to interview Glenn Hyder here in uh, rural Oklahoma, southeast portion. Uh, Glenn's been having some interesting activity and he's actually going to going to submit a report, but I wanted to try to get some, some information on uh, recorded so that uh, I could go back and do my notes. So Glenn, why don't you just kind of start from the beginning as to why you came back to Oklahoma and, and some of the activity that it started uh, and go from there. Okay. Uh, my father had a stroke. Uh, unfortunately, he's in the nursing home now, but he and my mom were both elderly and I quit my job with the, I was a union electrician out in Los Angeles, lo- local 11 out there at the IBEW. Come back take care of my folks because I was the only one that really could do it. Uh, divorced, so there's 
no home to cling to, you know. Yeah. And uh, we're going to slow down right here. We're on right now. We're driving on Old Lake Road, and that was the dam behind us was built like in 1909. Okay. And these little artifacts are showing up at my place. I think are coming from right here. Okay. Because everything that's brought me has been rusted and worn, been around a while. You can see there's a game trail coming right through here, but that's not Bigfoot. That's uh, probably a big cat or other four-legged furry creatures. Yeah. It's a little grown up now, but during the winter you can really see where they knock down the, this uh, brush. Okay. Dry grass. Now, I've been keeping an eye on this. Uh, water line was run into this new house. And I've been driving it until it gets grown over looking for footprints. Over here on our left side, this is where the people have been inquiring about this Bigfoot live in these woods because something's raising hell at night. Got them concerned. Okay. And I'd like to put a um, sound activated recording device back in there. And if you look from here, I think I'll show you where I think this friend of mine's crossing. Okay. Don't see all the woods behind my house. I, I, There's uh, a creek running right through the middle of it. Okay, where's the creek? Well, it starts right here on this. Okay. This, this is where it starts. By the time it gets across the road, it's full, probably three foot of water. It's a good source of water. I think the thing's crossing right here. Just step right over that fence. See where the vegetation's been? Yeah. Lots of cover. Yeah. Water. So probably walking right through there. It's coming out on the other side over here. Low fence, pretty well broken down. And there's a swamp. This is swamp over here on this side. Real swampy area. Yeah, that's very thick, very dense. Uh, and we are definitely in rural Oklahoma. So, and mountain lions have been seen back here on this road. The police saw one uh, a couple years ago. My neighbor, I warned them they have kids. I said, don't let them play at dust, not just because of the snakes come out of dust. But he spotted a mountain lion right here in this driveway. Right here. Right here. Okay. And I don't have that neighbor now, but the house next door to me, this guy asked me one day, he said, did you see that mountain lion run between your house and mine? I said, no, I'd remember that. Right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We're actually going to drive past my house, turn around and come back because I want you to see where I first spotted this thing. Okay. And keep in mind when I got here, you know, I'm a city boy. So what year was it that you actually came back? Well, I came back in 99, but nothing happened then because that's when I took my dad over Fort Smith. He had the carotid artery, both, both sides cleaned out, you know. Okay. That's my place there. We're going to go down and turn around and come back because I want you to be watching this fence line and see all the trees along the back. Yep. All right. At the time I was functioning as a, a historian for the county because I was bored, you know, I didn't know anything about this part of Oklahoma, so I started reading books. Then I started writing articles for the paper about the history around here. And finally I went to work for them as a reporter. Like I said, I have
electricians that were screenwriters also. Having a tough time making a goal of it writing. Alright, I left the museum down here. I was headed home. This is about 11.30 in the morning. 11.30 in the morning? Right. Okay. Because I'd always come back and check on my folks, make sure they had lunch. And what year was this, Glenn? This would have been when I came back in 2001. 2001. I, after my dad had his operation, looked like he was going to do all right, I went back to L.A. A couple years later, I had to come back because they were getting down. My mom was totally confined in the wheelchair at that point. So, you know. so this is in 2001, and right. by this time, you had moved back. Right. Okay. I didn't think I'd be here forever. You know? Sure. No, no, I, I hear you. Nobody's behind us, so. I'd lived here about, this is down the fall, about three or four months at the time. Okay. These, behind these, see the, the roll of saplings back there? Yep. Or they were small trees at that time. They're probably seven foot tall. And I saw what I thought was one of these cone-shaped evergreen trees right behind them. Stood up about two foot above them. And I was going, being a writer, I was going, man, I should have noticed that because I always prided myself on details, you know? Sure. Because to write it, you have to describe it. To describe it, you have to see it. We are getting out of the car, by the yeah. way. Yeah. <laughs> Give us a couple seconds here. We are now at Glenn's residence. He's going over his uh, a visual that he had that he actually didn't realize it till the till right. later. Go ahead, Glenn. Check this out. I know every square inch of this property. This is the first time I'm touching this. This was brought to me. Last summer, I prepped this thing for uh, with lime dust, so I could, you could still see it under the stuff. I had this whole area cleared off, and this is just bare concrete here. That wasn't there. That showed up here a few months ago. Okay, I so I didn't notice it for a long time because there had been a branch laying on top of it that this creature had put down. This branch here. Here, what it is. This and brought in, okay? Okay. There's the other half of it. That then one branch it broke and it crisscrossed across the gate here. This one was one that us had been over here. The wind blew it down. This has been carried in. Check this out. These sticks are woven. See that? That didn't yep. that didn't fall like that. Something right. did that. I don't know what it means. <laughs> but this this branch here had been laying up across the fence and it was stuck up underneath this other one. Okay. You know, kind of like a little gate here for it. And with a photograph, I got some new barn cats by the way. Oh, that's okay. <laughs> Here's one of my cameras. Uh, if you look up on my eaves, those are infrared. Let me pause this for just a second. All right. Previously, I was talking about coming home and seeing the tree, which disturbed me because, you know, I pride myself in noticing things. That evening when I came back home, the tree wasn't there anymore. All right, so that puzzled me. A couple nights later, I was, came out back to smoke and down here at the 
back door I could see what I thought was tail lights on that dam we drove on. Okay. There's no way I could see that. And it was about eight or ten foot off the ground. I saw these two red orbs I thought were tail lights staring at me. And where were you where were I you? Was in the house. Okay. I was looking straight back here behind all those big mess of uh, brush there. So you saw the two red orbs right behind right. that brush. Okay. It, it just it was there forever. I finally got bored and went in the house. And uh, about that time, I started having cats that disappeared. And this is still in 2002. Oh, 2001. 2001. Okay. And uh, I had uh, you know all those pie pans, uh, tin things, aluminum, whatever. I put their cat food in it. Right. Okay. And they would run it all over the place, or when it's empty, the wind would blow it off. Sure. So I got one of these big, heavy Pyrex oven bowls and started putting their cat food in that. Okay. The cat food would disappear overnight. Oh, by the way, about the same time it started disappearing, so did all the possum skunks and nightly visitors I used to have around. I mean, I haven't, I, part of it goes to this big cat, I think, but they're not in the neighborhood either. Stray dogs aren't in the neighborhood anymore. Okay. Which, you know, is kind of a something sure. I thought was odd. Sure. Anyway, the food would disappear, and in the bottom of that bowl was a handful of cockaburs. And the bowl was just right back right there? there? Right where they're sitting now. Okay. All right. And I dumped those out, and I put in some more cat food next morning. The food would be gone, and more cockaburs. This went on for three or four days. For those people who don't know what a cockaburr is, what what could you describe it's it to a, them? I mean, I know what it is, right. but it's a, a thorny little uh, seed. I was looking for that, that picks up on a animal's fur. Watch yeah, it. they'll carry it a while and they'll fall off, and next thing we know, we have another cockaburr bush. Sure. Anyway, so this is weird. You know what would be? Was it a, was it a great amount of cockaburrs or just oh, a few? Five or six, you know. So it looked like a handful, maybe. Well, five or six every time. Wow. Okay. Right? And I'd dump them out, and next morning we'd repeat the story. And one day I figured, well, these cats, and at the time they were little like that one. They were just babies. Sure. So they're smart enough not to eat the cockburs. So I just dumped the food down on top of them. Next morning I came out, and that bowl had been smashed into that concrete pad. Hardened up their shards for that thing eight or ten foot away from it. Did you keep that bowl? It's uh, been run over by the girl that runs, okay. does my lawnmower. Okay. Or mows my lawn. So no, wow. But at the time, I wasn't thinking Bigfoot. I wasn't thinking fingerprints. Okay. I was just like, how did this happen? Now I know. I, in my theory, anyway, it's got a mouthful of those cockaburs, and it didn't like it. Now, did you hear anything that night? And I didn't have my dog at the time. Okay. He's only, he's sitting there. His nose is in the door. Oh, okay. Yep, <laughs> got him. Water, water calling. Oh, yeah. Smart dog. And I can tell now when something's around, because he'll get right next to me and just shake and whine, you know, or it'll be a real low growl. So in 2001, from the time you saw uh, something standing amongst those trees right. and the orbs and the cat food, was that all within? About three months. It had been from uh, well, when the foliage started turning. It had been a late summer, so it had been October into November. Okay. About eight week period. In 2001. Okay, and the only visual you had at this point 
was something that was standing in the trees yeah, and, and then next curious. time you came back from work it was gone yeah I okay thought it was one of those funny shaped pine trees wow yeah, you've seen those oh yeah. yeah in fact yeah. i'm trying to get a good look right now you're talking about these saplings right there at the time yeah it was right here at the time you see where the guy wire is the yellow yes the ones directly that's the one it. yep those are the ones i'm looking at okay and that's time they weren't very tall trees Seven, six, seven foot. What was your estimate of the subject standing there as you came back and you saw that it was gone? And I just thought it was curious, you know. Uh, and, and at the time, I wasn't thinking Bigfoot. Okay. I, I was. Uh, started writing for the paper, and uh, one of the fellow reporters down there. I was collecting stories. I thought we'd do some ghost stories the week before Halloween. Sure. you think? Yeah, probably. Wow. It, it, going up the slope, so it's just, just like we would, you know. Okay. On, on, the, on the balls of your feet. Did you measure, or? I just put my foot down. You can see where the heel had scraped, and then the toe went in. This is as big as this boot. Okay. So it wasn't a very big animal. It was only about that wide. Okay. So, yeah. Sure. So the whole the whole trash shack is gone. All wow. Them. Okay. They're all gone. All of them hauled out there. So. Wow. Yeah. I think this thing is, comes in between the trees here. I think he checks out my neighbors and comes over here. Because where that picture was taken, was camera was on this tree. And I figured this, as you can see that reflector, this one's being blocked. 
center right here. This is where I had a picture of me anyway. Yeah. And I've seen the pictures. And that I at the time those cameras because I was trying to get a picture of the cat, that's why I have the Sure. The uh, delineation, you know, on the fence or whatever foot's marked. So the camera was aimed right this way. Okay. And the thing I think had come around the corner and walked right in front of that Wow. That way. When I saw it that night, it was walking down this path. And I saw it right through this gap in the trees. When I was getting ready to turn in, I saw it walk away from me. It took like three steps. Okay, so let's. Yeah, let's back up. So you're pulling in one night, and this was this was recently. This oh, yeah. was 2007 yeah. or 2008. What month, do you think? Uh, I just started working as evening manager, so it's getting dark early. So it's probably been a. Let's see, this is July. Probably been April. So April of this year, yeah. you're coming home one night. About what time? I can see the road right here, and so you're pulling in. So you, would you say you were right there when yeah, you I saw, saw it? Through this gap here. Okay. It is moving away from it. Hit it back into the brush back there. And like I said, in this gap between the trees, it took actually like two steps, probably maybe three, that it was disappeared across this stretch here. Now, when you when you pulled into the garage, did you come around here and look? Well, what I've started doing is I'll pull into this uh, grassy area when I pull in and hit the high beams and just light up this whole area down through here. Okay. But I heard it two days before I saw that. My Jeep, when you shut her down, it'll spool down on the auxiliary, auxiliary fan. Right. Yeah. That was on a Wednesday night. The car did that like it does every time. As I get out around on the dark side of the house, I hear and then I hear it walk away, crunch, crunch, crunch. It's still winter, but grass is dry. That dog stuck to me like glue that night. He usually sleeps with me under the bed. I have a, a pallet, and I roll my feet out of bed, and he's there on my little throw rug, right, right next to me. And, and this, I, so this was still in April, yeah. a couple nights before. Right. And okay. The next morning, after that sound, the little black cat, the one you saw in the photograph, was up on top of my house. Sure, because the there, there's plenty of limbs for it to, to cross over yeah, yeah. over onto the roof. This one out this week. Did you see besides the legs when you walk, pulled in? Did you see anything else that you could determine a height or anything? Because no, with this undergrowth, then the, the way these limbs are, you only get to like look through a window. Yeah. You know, so you couldn't get. But I, since I knew what was been coming around after that photograph, I knew what it was when I saw it. Okay. Couldn't have been anything else. So pretty much up until uh, what this year, uh, you really hadn't thought about Bigfoot till till really just recently. Just well, yeah, because it wasn't until what first photograph you saw was last August. The other one. Yeah, yeah. Since then, I've been paying attention. Okay. Before then, it's like you know, like the boat, like what's going on here? You know, what, who would make a connection living? Yeah, now as I look at your property, uh, that's east, correct? Right. So, 
that's east and that's west, uh, then that's got to be what, south? Yeah, south. So right. as I look south here from your property, uh, it's pretty whirl and gets even thicker and denser and there's nothing. You go about uh, 150 yards here in the brush. Okay. And then further on, it's just mountains, yeah. I think. Oh, yeah. So, okay. All right, I'll pause it right there. That's, we'll be back in a little bit. Oh, go ahead. One other thing. Well, yes, sir. Three-day period. That nail I showed you, the cat food was gone again, and that's the nail was laying there. And also, it's been run over. This limb was sticking straight up in the air. It's woven through the fence here. Okay. Yeah, that's... A limb's not going to fall from a tree and oh, weave no, itself no. through these links right here. Uh, does your neighbor, do they have kids? No. Okay. The children are all grown. So there, there'd be no need for this, this neighbor to walk over and weave a limb in and then... Yeah. Are the kids do you know these? Yeah, they're, they just moved in. I told them that's a house, so they have kids. So when the, le when the limb was here, there was nobody there living there? Yeah, but uh, their kids are... Okay. Want to learn more about the MABRC and the research being conducted by its researchers and analysts? Then go to www.mid-americabigfoot.com, which is our portal page. From there, you can go to the MABRC website, the online training facility, or the MABRC forums. It's all there. The MABRC forums is by far the best Bigfoot research forum ever developed, with full picture galleries, chat rooms, research threads, and a refreshing atmosphere not found on any other forum, bar none. So join the forum and explore the vast amounts of information posted there. You won't be disappointed. Once again, the address is www.mid-americabigfoot.com. See you there. Thank you for listening to the Bigfoot Field Guide Radio Show. And don't forget to check out the MABRC website at www.mid-americabigfoot.com and visit the forums for more information. Good night. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Avoid where prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.